welcome to episode 66 of Terrorvision Horror Podcast, the spoiler cast version. Do you realize it's uh, only 600 episodes from episode 666? Heck yeah. Or do you know if we get that far? We should just quit. Yeah, we will. We'll quit and we'll open an emu farm. What's an emu farm? Oh, emus? <laughs> well, we start a new podcast just about like, I don't know, ball bag fluff. Yeah. Because everyone's hanging for that fucking information. Anyway, I'm one of your hosts, Dan McGuinness, and joining me on the Midnight Meat Train is my co-host, Jennifer the Dream Warrior slash Smasher Tran. Tran? I get that wrong every time. Stran. Toot toot. Um, Each fortnight, Jennifer and I set ourselves a movie to watch, and we go through it scene by scene and spoil the fuck out of it for everyone who's listening, all six of them. (laughs) It's a deep dive into glorious gore, hard edits, cheesy acting, directing madness, and severed wangs, and compound fractures. Indeed, compound fractures. Um, Together, we are two people with a love of horror and feel the burn of our obsolete blockbuster slash movie land slash focus video memberships. I just like to thank everyone, all of our listeners who support us over on, uh, you know, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Breaker, Castbox, Google Podcasts, Radio Public, and the YouTube. We love you, and we like to do a shout out to people that interact with us over on our socials. They help us grow and all that shit. People like Kevin Patterson, Mark of the Damned, Floppy, or the Floppinator. <laughs> Flopster. Uh, Patrick Roberts and Adam Kister. That is just a few of the people who went ham on our, like, what's your favourite vampire thread it's, this week. It's so true. Thank you very much for the interaction there. That was crazy. We also have a rating system, so you guys just aren't left, left there sitting there with your dicks and your vaginas in your hands. <laughs> That's so true. So for everybody playing at home, we have A is awesome, everybody should watch. B is our beer and chicken wing group movie f is fun and dumb c classic that's worth a watch u is underrated o an overrated motherfucker g good for its time but is not held up we've got the j gen special the d dan special we've got a w whatever uh we've got the kesha low budget hot mess c minus craft is stellar but i hated the content and we've got the mcconaughey the cream of the crap the fucking fucked the we watched it so you don't have to if the mcconaughey was a sound it'll be <laughs> I feel it would be all right, all right, all right. All right. I can't do that. Uh, this week we watched from your. Uh, this is your choice, Jen. We me watched choice. Terror Train from 1980. Mm-hmm. Now, what mm-hmm. are its vital statistics on okay. this uh, great uh, train romp? This train romp. Yes, I've been waiting to toot toot my way into this. Um, so this is a Canadian slasher film. So peak slasher. Genre when it's just hot and they're just churning everything out. It is directed by Roger Spot Spottiswood. Spot, um, spot is Woody. Yeah, Spot is Wood. <laughs> oh, don't spot it. You'll go to jail. Uh, screenplay by Judith Rasco, uh, starring Jamie Lee Curtis, Ben Johnson, and a very very young David Copperfield. And doing what Copperfield does best, playing a magician. Yes. Because <laughs> that's all he can do. <laughs> uh, the budget was three point five million, and the box office return was. Eight million. Oh, so a success we've got here. Yes. Well, I mean, like I say, this is peak slasher. So they're they're churning everything out. People are going to see it. So even if it is not a great film, it's still going to make a bunch of money because that's what the audience wants. True. At the time. So the boys and girls of Sigma Phi. Some will live. Some will die. A must. <laughs> I know, right? Sigma Vibe is a fraternity, by the way. Yes. Like, in case you, have if you not, haven't figured it out, it's not just someone driving around with four people <laughs> in, in a Sigma. Sigma, they're the, like, oh, oh, yeah. Sick, man. Let's go, let's go cruise Heinley. <laughs> go slower. 
with my mullet. Yeah, that's great. Uh, a mass killer, uh, a mass killer targets six college kids responsible for a prank gone wrong three years earlier, and who are currently throwing a large New Year's Eve costume party aboard a moving train. Well, that kind of gives it away because half of the the movie you weren't supposed to know who the killer was, and it just says it in the synopsis. Yeah, that's 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 right. So. I love this. I so, love this film. So this movie starts. We start with a fucking party. Yep, it's a, part- a bonfire party. It's a bonfire party in the snow mm-hmm. out the front of a fraternity. For some reason, it's set on New Year's Eve. Yeah. Uh, they're burning their own pledge sign, which I never really understood why they're doing that because I thought they loved the fraternity. That's but- right. That's why they pledged it. So I feel it's uh, out with the old and in with the new kind of thing. We so. have, you know, it's cold. Everyone's in their ruggies and their woolies. Mm-hmm. We have people, mm-hmm. you know, standing around the fire, having drinks with the boys. We mm-hmm. have a young Jamie Lee Curtis with her, with her ladies. like hang on. You know, it's a party. Yeah. It's a party based around one fire. That's exactly um, right. Yep. We have the, bo- the, 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 the new pledges, as they're called. They're all wearing these little crocheted beanies. <laughs> yeah. And apparently you have to wear them until you bang a chick. Yeah. And so like, once, so, once you use, lose your virginity, you're uh, that beanie. Well, I don't know if it's virginity. I think you just have to bang a chick whilst you're in the the pledge system. Yeah, I don't know. It, you know, it doesn't matter. It's a pledge. Like, they're, they're pledging and that, you know. And I'm like, oh, g- gross. So mm-hmm. it's the, the weirdness of pledge boys, who uh, fraternity boys, who just want to know so much about other dudes' sex lives. Yeah, <laughs> it's weird. I don't understand, but... I'm a girl. Who cares? And now they um we have we're introduced to some nerdy uh, Kev, uh guy called Kevin. Mm-hmm. Um, he is like trying to get in, and you know you can tell like the frat boys. And we're introduced to the main um kind of frat boy, which I've just named the dickhead. Yep, his name called- is Doc, but he I'm happy to just refer to him throughout yeah, as the, the dickhead. dickhead. Yeah, um, and then. He is talking to this like new pledge nerd Kenny, and he's like, "You're gonna, ha- you're gonna do it tonight. We're gonna yeah. set you up. You got a lady waiting in the frat room, yeah. like, you know." So- and they're basically they're like, you know, they're kind of like, you know, eyeing off Jamie Lee over there with their friends. Right, so go, go, go. He, he's like, a nerd like you is gonna get with a girl like that. You're gonna be, yeah, yeah. You get, and you're like, clearly this is gonna go wrong because yeah. I've read the synopsis. <laughs> <laughs> so she kind of gives him the fuck eyes and. She walks off. So they've set up that, yeah, that there's a room that he can go to and bang a chick. Yeah. And I'm like, okay. That's weird. Seems wrong, but sure. Not so a problem. So Jamie Lee Curtis runs up. So she's going to be the chick. So she runs up her head. She runs into her friend who I just called uh, Dickhead's book girlfriend. Yeah. She, and she's just like, go in the room. Go, go, go. And then like she goes in um, and, yeah, and, and kind of sets up. She hides behind the bed. Mm-hmm. There's a big bed there with one of those, like... It's uh, a canopy with a canopy yeah, four curtain pole, on it. Yeah, four-pole canopy bed, which would not be in a fraternity. No, no. I, I mean, it might be, but probably for all the wrong reasons. There's someone sleeping in the bed already, and Jamie hides behind the bed. I'm mm-hmm. like, uh-oh. They mm-hmm. have mentioned earlier, and they've gone on about that they're med students. Oh, yes, they are. All of them. They're all proud of it too. That's all they can talk about. They actually had a severed hand at one stage. Yeah. And they made a joke with it. Yeah. Weird. And a severed finger. Severed. No, that was like a f- actual just normal finger. He had it coming through because it moved. Doesn't matter. Does the, not. The old it finger really doesn't. In the, in, the, in the weed joke. <laughs> um, so he was, so the, the pledge, you know, he goes in and he's like getting undressed straight away. She's like, get undressed. And he's teeny tiny. He's, he's, he's skinny. He's, he's weedy. He's. He's young. He hasn't quite hit puberty. He actually looks like Finn Wolfhard. Who's that? The kid from It and Stranger Things. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I thought he looked like um, 
Oh, I've lost it now. It doesn't matter. Yep, fine. That's fine. There, there was a, a nerd. He, I looked. Oh, he, he reminded me of McLovin from Superbad. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that makes fair. Uh, anyway, he's getting like, you know, undressed and shit. Yep. And Jamie Lee Curtis is hiding behind the bed going, take your clothes off. Come into the bed. Uh-huh. Get in the bed. Kiss me. Yep. Meanwhile, there's a lady in the bed that's saying nothing. Anyway, he get and we get a quick, quick glimpse of this like naked lady. Yep. Um, he gets into the bed and he goes to kiss. Does he kiss her? Yeah, they start they start smooching on her. He starts like kissing her and just nothing's really happening. And we find out that it's just... yeah. Then all the play, uh, then all the uh, the fraternity brothers come in and they're like surprise, motherfucker! <laughs> and they all laugh. And he looks down to see that he has been kissing a dismembered. Autopsied old lady. Yeah. Which is a pretty horrific thing to do to someone. Yeah, I mean, look. I was like, yeah, good prank. Yeah, (laughs) you're like, fuck, I wish I had thought about that. Yeah, so, yeah, and so he, like, gets up and just has a bloody schizophrenic embolism. (laughs) Yeah, so he basically just climbs up on top of the bed. No, he stands up. And he starts, like, spinning spinning around. But somehow manages to tangle himself in the canopy curtain and just he gets all wrapped up and caught in it and then something, we get this really great and I, I love it. I thought he died. Well, that's what I thought. It looks like he's choked himself. He's he's in like, you know, those clear sheets. What are they called? Like It's, you, it's just a canopy make tutus curtain. out of. A tool. It's tool. Is that what it's called? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, yeah, so he's all twisted up in that squealing like a pig. Everyone's laughing at him. But Jamie Lee Curtis comes out and she's like, Oh, fuck. It's like she didn't know the corpse was there. Yeah. And I'm like, did she know the corpse was there? But she was doing the prank. I'm pretty sure she would have known the... Or did she just, like, get told to go behind the bed? You don't know. It's really... You don't know. But the light comes on and, of course, we get this really great 80s freeze frame moment where we're not sure if he falls and dies and, like dies and or what happens. We get this really great freeze frame, very similar to Silent Night, Deadly Night. And oh I, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they, I love what do they that. call them when they freeze in in real life? You know, in um, and not in real life, in plays. You know, they they the characters freeze in a play and then yep. it goes down. There's a word for it, and I can't remember what it's called, but I love them because I like it when they do that in like comedies when they just freeze and you can yep. still see their movie. <laughs> um, anyhow, great. um, anyhow, we cut to the credits. It's got pictures of a train Does. with scary like at night with yep. scary music and the titles, and then that's it. Yep. That's, it's it's that's like, great. you know, the most textbook fucking, like, horror music, you know what I mean? It's yeah. just like, eh, whatever. It's, it's not quite hit that nice 80 synth uh, slasher. No, it's, like, instrumental. It's, yeah, it's very instrumental. I'm not even going to bother putting it in. It, no, that's fine. <laughs> and then we cut to three years later. Three, ye- three years later. So, obviously, so this is what's weird. Like, yeah. these characters are all still at uni at... Uh, college three yep. years later but they were like the last years in the party because there were all the pl- pledges coming in so these guys are what just stayed for double time quite positive well i think because you've got you you've got so med, like college is three years med pre-med or maybe seven years you go to college for to, be, to do med i would say that you'd be at college longer than three years to be a doctor i would hope so <laughs> why not Anyhow. well for the amount you pay in America so to see a doctor. It's three years later and the frat party's still going. Yes, it is, <laughs> there a is a party bus of the same group of kids arriving at the train station for a luxury steam train excursion. They, Yeah, so they're just going for a train ride. <laughs> um, cut to the conductor. 
Yep. So the conductor is a major player in this film. Yes, he's great. I and, love him. And then and, and this other like uh, character, which is not a major player, a lady in a wheelchair, mm. um, and she's talking about how the train. She's basically talking about the train. This is an old train. It has no radio. Yep. You can't contact anyone. That's so I'm like, right. okay, I get it, but I. I don't understand this lady in a wheelchair, her character that never comes into it again. I'm like, no, well, she's just there to, to, you know, point out the fact that there is no way that if anything possibly goes wrong on this train, there is no way of you being able to contact anyone until you're basically back at the station. Yeah, and the conductor, so as I said, a major player in this film, and he's adorable. He is. He is like... The most understanding. Uh, is, he was a good actor. Yeah. He was a good character. He was the best thing in the film. And he's like, he's one of those, like, he's like, I'm just, I'm too old for this shit. I'm two months away from retirement. But he's also really accepting of young people, yeah. which I thought was really nice. He's like, look at these kids. They're having fun. They're just having some fun. Like, you know, blah, blah, blah. This is going to be a great night. And he's like loving seeing, because all the kids, you know, they all rock off of the past. They're all in costumes. Everyone's got all masks on. There's witches. There's fucking lizard men. There's fucking everything. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then, uh, and then. Oh, there's also the jokester character, which we haven't talked about. He was in the start of the film. Yeah. It's just like the stereotypical, you know, prankster. He's not the prankster. He's, he's like, like the jokester kind of like. Um, he's always doing the quick prank, not the yeah. long game prank. Yeah. You know, like he's, you know. You he's know, got the quips. He's the quips. Like, he's, like, he's the he, smart funny. He's the smart, the wacky guy. The guy yeah. that never seems to care about fucking people like having right. sex. He just cares about the, the joke. That's right, because he can't fuck people because they don't want to fuck him. So he makes. No, jokes. he has a girlfriend in it. He really does actually, and she's not and bad he's, looking. He's dressed as uh, Groucho Marx. So mm-hmm. if you don't know who Groucho Marx is, look him up. He's got eyebrows and a cigar. Shame on you. Shame on you. Groucho Marx. Marx Brothers is the best. Um. So yeah, he's dressed up as one of the Marx Brothers. Um. We uh, also get introduced to <laughs> a very, very young David Copperfield. Who I didn't pick was David Copperfield. No. So there's a magician hired for the train. And, yep. of course, it is played by David Copperfield. So all the magic in this, with the, without a, another term, is, is real magic. As in, like, the, uh, they're just showing it. Yep. Like, him doing his act, basically. Yeah, so pretty much. There are some things in there. I still, I just don't know how illusionists work. Well, I just don't know how any of it works. I just fucking love magic. Yeah, that's fair. Even though there's later on they do the coin trick with the cigarette. I'm like, I still don't know how this works. <laughs> well, like, he was I, saying as well, so this is his first and only acting role because he it's really hard to act and do your show because the whole point is that people can't really see what you're doing. But you've got all of these extras and all of these cameramen filming exactly yeah, the, what you're doing. There was a trick where he kind of later on where it's there's people sitting behind him that can basically see what's happening so mm. like and i reckon but it was a shit trick and i reckon he just let that one go it's like quite, quite might probably. Just be a, so he he's never acted acted again he was never in another movie anyway, as this anyway you know it's like all aboard funny kids so we have like the conductor we have the subconductor <laughs> yes he's the brake man brake man and we also have two engine engineers yep. oh and you know there's a fucking drive the train drive yeah they, they shovel the coal in because it's an old steam co- steam engine yeah um and then we have like later on which i'm just going to say now because otherwise they're out of left field there's two like bartenders like characters that well i just only could say that they were like bartenders yeah. they, you know and so there's like so what is that there's six people on this train six people work in the train yeah 
So that's good to know at the start of this guy, because otherwise the characters are just going to start popping up and like you're going to be like, what the fuck's going on? Yeah. So before they all start jumping on the train, uh, Doc, the dickhead, he gets up on a thing and he starts toasting to like, you know, that's been four great years of college. We're all about to move on to something else and we're going to have a great night tonight. This is the last night we're all going to be together so they like are this. Just going to, they just go to, for four years for medical school. <laughs> yeah, I think they, they'll end up at another school or whatever. So he's having his toast, and of course, one of the girls is like, where's my boyfriend? Where's my boyfriend? And of course, it is Mr. Prankster, the jokey guy. And he's done a new prank. Dressed as Groucho Marx. He is nowhere to be seen. That is a shame. Um, no, there he is. He was just in the crowd. He was in the crowd. He's in the crowd, and then they all get on the train, and they, as they get on the train, they see that joke Prankster... Groucho Marx has done the old running the sword through him oh, trick. That character. They, he's all, just... they all point. They all laugh. Look at old prankster with a sword through him. What a prank. Let's he's... just get on the train without seeing how this runs out. <laughs> so, of course, he turns around and we see that, oh, it's not a prank. He's actually been impaled by a sword. By a sword? That's convenient. Of course, he falls down. Um, we do not see, but he we see him being pushed onto so the everyone, tracks. Yeah, everyone's on the on the train at this time, so yeah. no one's seen him. Mm-hmm. He's dead now. Mm. He's dead. He's on the tracks. And he um, get, he get, the killer's hands push him onto the tracks, like very like so he's like straddling the track yeah. very conveniently. I'm like I don't feel that that's a thing. And of course, Groucho Marx now enters the train. Oh dear! The so killer- the killer put on his costume, which I thought was a. The best premise in this film, which they never really used very well. Yeah. But anyhow, we'll get into that. As in, the killer kills people, then takes their costume. Yeah. Which you could have made it really well done and a really cool idea, but they just fucking fucked it. (laughs) So, yes. So, the killer is on the train and they are all aboard and they are toot-toot, they're going. Toot-toot. And we we also see, like, Groucho Marx, his hat gets crushed. And just as it's about to hit him, the train wheel, off camera, we hear a crunch. Yeah, that was shit. Fucked him up. Yeah. Uh, So Jamie Lee Curtis and uh, who I just refer to throughout the whole film as Jamie Lee. Same here. I just Uh, call her Jamie. I didn't learn her name. Uh, And her sorority sisters are checking out their accommodations and their carts. They start getting a little sappy. Carriages, I believe they're Carriages. You are are a train aficionado. Well, no, that's just common knowledge. I I don't fucking know. Yeah, clearly you don't know anything about trains. Get out. I don't know nothing. This is a train movie, you fuckhead. (laughs) Learn your fucking train terms. I had to ask my uh, wife what the word was Yeah, that's right. It all comes out now. I had to ask her how it was spelt. (laughs) That's great. Uh, they're all getting sappy about graduation. You know, they're, they're about to go off and they're best friends. They'll never see each other. Man, 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 wank, wank, wank. Groucho is lurking in the background. Yeah, he's kind of just watching them get dressed. We see him grouchoing out. <laughs> just like, just watching the chicks, just leering at them. As Groucho Marx always did, he liked the women. Uh, we cut to another carriage. Thank you very much, Dan. Carriage. Carage. Carage. Oh, chicken. Uh, where there is the train party. The party's going off. Uh, everyone's having a good old dance. Some shitty disco music's playing. They're all dressed up. They're having a good time. And, of course, David Copperfield, uh, he's just he's l- looking from beyond the curtain at the crowd. And he's pretty much like, this is going to be a shit show. Yeah. The crowd is awful. These people are horrible. I. But, like, but he's, he's, he's like... He's like pouty angry. I called him, yeah. uh, I, I, at this point, I called him the broody magician because he's looking at them going, you're not going to like my magic. Yeah. And the, the assistant lady's like, it'll be fine. They'll love it. He goes, they're not going to watch. And I'm yeah. like, oh my God, are you a child? Like- also at this point, because I hadn't read the synopsis, 
it the the whole opening scene with the kid like getting twisted up in the thing is so irrelevant. Yes. And you're just like the only reason this could possibly be in it is because either I thought he's going to come back and kill them, or in traditional horror form, his mother's going to come back and kill him. Yeah. So I thought straight away I thought any woman that's old on this train could mm-hmm. be the killer. So I thought straight away the David Copperfield's lady. Yeah. I thought could be his mum, and or I thought that um just you know it's just him in yeah. costume. So at this point I was like, okay, so it's either the any old lady, which is the, uh, what are they called? Um, assistant of yep. the magician. Or it's just a rando. So, yeah. But I didn't know. It's, or it, you're supposed to know that from the very start. <laughs> Anyhow, the, yeah. So, Broody, Broody Copperfield, he complains that no one's going to look at him in the most way. Who cares? You've been paid. I didn't know it was David Copperfield at this time. That's why I called him the Broody Magician. Because he's magician. so smoldery. He is like, he has some. Dark features. He has the blackest eyebrows. If you look into them, yeah. it pulls your soul out. <laughs> yes. Like, seriously. Like, I'm pretty certain every woman on that train was just impregnated by a glance. Yeah, he is like... Yeah. He's like the <laughs> hypnotoad of magicians. <laughs> he really is. Uh, we cut to the host lounge where dickhead Jamie Lee, her boyfriend, they're all... Cracking some beers and reminiscing about yeah, so, yeah, the prank what, gone wrong. Yeah, we should rem- uh, also that Jamie Jamie Lee has a fucking a boyfriend. Yes, and he, he's I a dickhead. Don't, don't know what his name was. No. So he was in the opening scene, was he? Yeah. So he was there. He was one of the the guys that was involved in the prank, and you know, it, it kind of seems that there's and been Jamie, a lot of tension. Yeah. Jamie since. Lee hates the dickhead yeah. for pulling that one prank that time, and his whole life is just about large scale pranks. Yeah, which you don't really want in a doctor. It's weird. Like he's just like he's just and he's real. He's real um, mean about it as well. He's like wants to hurt people in his pranks. Yeah, and shit. he's very entitled. Like I feel he's probably that, you know. He's... Yeah, he's he feels he's entitled. He's rich. He's a doctor, and he's like still like, well, everyone deserves to be fucking pranked because I don't fucking know why. He acts like <laughs> my a father pet. didn't love me. He just gave me money. <laughs> he acts like a petulant child throughout yeah. this whole film. So the uh, and yeah, and then this is like so, sorry. This scene is just like. Basically, a, to- a, a, a a means to just talk about the prank from yeah. the start of the film, are they? Yeah. And, and to show that Jamie doesn't like it and she fucks off and makes him seem like a dickhead. And he, yeah. he can't see, like, you know, the dickhead can't handle anyone criticizing him or anything because he's a fucking dickhead. Yeah, that's right. Uh, so we cut to the sorority girl, which is the girlfriend of the dickhead. I just referred to her as sorority girl throughout the whole film. Her yep. name is actually Mitzi. Um, and it's, <laughs> Mitzi? It's irrelevant. It's where she's going to work when she's older. Mitzi's. <laughs> uh, so she comes back from the bathroom and she stumbles upon Groucho. Um, he offers her a joint and doesn't um, talk. Doesn't there's no talking at all, um, and follows her down the corridor into a bunker room. Because this is like where he offers her a joint from the finger, like that. Because like, they which, play that prank, which is, yeah. But at the start of the film, you can see it's just like you have your finger through it. Where yes. this time you can see it's there's an actual, an actual s- severed finger. Where she, but she hasn't noticed. No, mm-hmm. she doesn't. Um, so she, he's following her. He just down follows the thing. her around silently. This is really like I kind of like this this next moment because. It, it's very sinister. So they're about to head into the bathroom for a drink and then they are interrupted by Lizard Man. So it's one of the one of the other guys, one of the pranksters from the, the beginning of the film, just in costume, 
and he's like oh you, man like we gotta go have a drink we gotta and he's kind of like standing there and you just see this flat mask groucho face and it just looks so sinister deciding whether or not am i gonna go for her am i gonna go for this I'm going to go for this. He goes for the token. So he goes for the token. Um, they go into the the bathroom. They start dr- drinking yeah, so away. Like they both go. Like Everyone's drinking everywhere anyway. Yeah. Why do they have to go into the cubicle together, two blokes, yeah. to, to drink some alcohol? Because like know. there's alcohol throughout the whole film. <laughs> like, oh, so, okay. There's so, alcohol everywhere. Anyhow, Groucho, um, I called him Lizard Senior. <laughs> Because <laughs> he's like... <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Groucho basically smashes Lizard's face into the mirror, which kills him. Yeah. Um, but it wouldn't have even hurt you. No. Especially if you're in a lizard, a big rubber lizard costume. Yeah, I feel there would be some padding there. You'd kind of be okay. Anyhow, uh, that's it. Lizard down. Yes. Yeah, so Groucho leaves the bathroom and locks the door behind him so that he no one else can get yeah. in. So he's just kind of... Covering his tracks. Um, we cut to, like, uh, David Copperfield now mm-hmm. doing a bit of magic because his, his assistant goes, why don't you go warm him up with some close-up magic? So he goes out, he does the coin trick, he puts the cigarette through the coin, which still, as I said, like, I don't know how they did it. Mm-hmm. They show it close up. Yep. I don't know how they do it. Mm-hmm. I don't. Magic's fucking cool. Illusionists, as they call them these days, and it's not magic because magic's yep. not real. Um, you know? <laughs> Jamie Lee is very impressed. So Why she's wouldn't you be? she's just, you know, she's flooded the basement. She's all for this. Oh dear. They're having a good old time. Um, and of course, while this is happening, we cut to two other girls complaining about being stood up by their boyfriends. Um and one of them is obviously the girlfriend of Groucho, who did not make it onto the train. Yeah. They're just like I just called them the the hussies. Yeah. <laughs> They have no real like role apart from to lure men in this film. Like that's all yeah. they do. These two girls. And uh, Jamie um, meets up with her boyfriend. She gets angry. Um, he's dressed as a parakeet. <laughs> that's she, relevant. She gets angry because she hates fucking uh, dickhead. And then she finds out that dickhead organised the party. She wouldn't have come if she knew that. Mm-hmm. Blah 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 blah. That yep. that goes on for a while. It's irrelevant. Um, yeah. Then we cut to the conductor talking to the dickhead guy and um about it just does like a bad card trick to him it has no relevance let me skip the scene no it has no relevance um but then we we cut to we get some funky disco music and we get a sexy copperfield doing a sexy illusionist act so he's a full act now everyone's just sitting on the ground yeah, everyone. Yeah, it's it's like a bunch of kids in primary school. Like they're all cross-legged and they're like, "Oh, this is cool." Yeah, so they're in the caboose, like yeah. the last cabin now. <laughs> it is the uh, cabin, the last carriage, because David Copperfield's like his whole residence is in the caboose. Yeah, so he has a curtain with his like kind of room behind it. With so all they're all in stuff. there, and they're watching. Jamie is watching. The conductor rocks up to watch as well. Jamie's like, <laughs> magic, very good. <laughs> yeah, he's he's all for it. He loves he it. He loves what, whatever's happening. Whatever people are throwing at him, the conductor's like, fuck yeah. Oh, yeah. He's he's all for he's all on board for this, and I love it. Uh, we cut back to Doc, and he's caught up with his girlfriend now, um, and they're catching up with the boyfriend who's, who's having a sook because Jamie Lee's pissed at him. And he's like, well, where the fuck is everyone? This is meant to be a party. Where is everyone? Um, he's like, oh, they're all in the, the back watching the magician. He's like, I didn't fucking hire a magician. We're like, oh, 
the plot thickens. Oh, I didn't even get that bit. But it doesn't because no, like, I the thought, boyfriend's I, like, oh, you're not the only one with all the good ideas. I'm like, did you hire the magician? Well, that's what I thought he said. He goes, I hired the magician. Yeah, I don't know. Anyhow, um, yeah, who cares? Anyhow, David Copperfield, he makes his assistant float. And in my notes here I've written, why does the assistant look so munted in some shots? <laughs> Yeah, so the assistant like looks they, like uh, a creepy mannequin. Yeah, and I wrote, it's like they dressed up some extras, like they didn't have the assistant on set the whole time, so they just dressed some dudes up as a chick. Yeah, it's like, oh, you'll do. You're like, fine. Yeah, so there are some weird shots of the assistant just looking like uh, wide shots, so might, that's it a bit d- yeah, weird. Yeah, this ain't right. Uh, and, of course, the two rando hussy girls, they walk past still complaining about their missing boyfriends, and Jamie Lee sort of turns to the conductor and she's like, look... You know, was anyone? Did we leave anyone behind? He's like, no, no. Like, I checked the plat. The platform was clear before we left. Like, everyone is on board. Okay, that's a bit strange. Yeah. Um. So that because then she's like, have you seen Groucho? Goes, yeah, we saw him earlier. Yeah. Yeah. But so, there is this scene as well. I know it's in the part. It's coming out. Is where the dickhead talks to Jamie Lee's boyfriend. Yeah. And he's like, he's like, you know. They're kind of growing out. And then the dickhead says to the boyfriend, if she dumps you, you always have me, you know. And then he looks at him and he goes, and then the dickhead goes, I mean it. And I'm like, is the dickhead supposed to be in love with the guy? It got a little little homoerotic, it did. And like, not in a bad way, but it had nothing to do with the story. And it never comes up again. Well, I feel that he just doesn't like Jamie Lee because no, she... I thought he was in love with the boyfriend and that's why he's such a dickhead to uh, everyone. That, that could be it. He's like, he's like, a, a, he's a bit closeted, so that's why he's a fuckhead. That would explain a well, lot. Or I thought they thought about doing that and then just dropped it. Yeah, maybe. Because this film is kind of shit. <laughs> I don't know if you picked up on that. Uh, but the two random girls walking out are now talking to Doc, uh, the dickhead, no. and Jamie Lee's boyfriend. They hit and on him. they start... Hard flirting. And then the dickhead and the boyfriend just go like, yeah, fuck it, let's just go with there these cheeks instead. There is a less subtle way of basically being like, we're going to fuck you. Yeah. This anyhow. is ridiculous. Um, Mitzi, the sorority girl boy, uh, girlfriend, she spies the boys heading off with the two rando girls. She doesn't care. And, of course, she can't, she's like, uh, so she stops Jamie Lee from being like, oh, let's... Let's go see the boys. No, let's just stay here and dance some more. Yeah, she's like, fuck them. They're mm-hmm. fucking off. Well, let's let us. Let's 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 fuck around as well. Girls night. Yeah, exactly. Girls night. And now the conductor finds Liz's man's body. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And he's like, my God. <laughs> like, <laughs> he doesn't seem to care that much. He just goes, Oh my god, a murdered child. I'll just lock it back in here for yeah, later. Yeah, well, because the bathroom becomes such a, a relevant part to this this movie because they're walking past and one of the girls is like, oh, I just have to go to the bathroom. And of course, oh, it's still locked. Oh, no. And the conductor's obviously behind them. So he's like, no, 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 this is broken. You keep going, keep going. He's like, I have a hunch. So, he, of course, he opens it up and there is a bloodbath. It's, you know, Lizard man. there's a he... little bit of blood on the, the sink and a little bit on the mirror. Some on the lizard man and he's clearly dead. Uh, then we cut back to David Copperfield and he uh, he fucks Jamie Lee with his eyes on the dance floor. Oh, it's a hard fucking. And, yeah. uh, for no reason. No. Really. Uh, then the, the conductor uh, the, the conductor goes to the other conductor, condu- yep. subconductor. The brake man. The brake man. And says, like, there's a dead boy back there. He's not, but he's not taking it very seriously. Did you notice? He just kind of goes, oh. He sits down, drinks his scotch and goes, like, there's a dead boy back there. Yeah. And the other guy goes, oh, really? 
<laughs> like they're kind what? of like, what do you do? I mean, this is a luxury train ride. I'm sure they've had to deal with more dead bodies, you know. I mean, they, yeah, it's murder the on 70s, the Orient Express. Or 70s them. and 80s, they're used to this. It's so the fine. conductor goes for a walk to calm down. Yeah, so he goes, uh, he, he, goes, goes he wants to turn the train around and I think... They, they work out that it's easier just to go to the next stop. Yep. Yeah. And uh, then turn around or whatever. But then the conductor goes and checks on the body again. Oh, he just yes. says, I better have a look to make sure the body's still dead. And the lizard man's in there, but there's no blood. Yep. So he's the... all cleaned up. And the lizard man is like, oh, what the fuck? Yep. And he's like, the fuck? Damn kids and their damn pranks. Yeah, yeah. So, so we're like, oh, okay. So clearly that is now the, the killer has... You know, donned the, the the lizard mask one on because he saw that happen. He must have been watching from somewhere and he needed to like smooth things over. Yeah, quite possibly. Or some shit doesn't matter. Anyhow. So he's in the costume. The sorority girl, the girlfriend, she comes around to the bathroom. Uh, she's pretty drunk at this point as well. Um, and they basically leave. She's like, "Oh, hey, like where have you been? The girls are looking for you." It's like I'll take him. Um, so the, they leave. The lizard man with the girl and they sort of Basically, just the girl on. just goes, oh, lizard man, I love you. Let's have sex because I want to get back at my boyfriend. Yeah, but that's exactly what happens. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, yeah, they and have... then they, they get into their little, like, sleeping quarters. They start to get busy. Mm-hmm. And then lizard man does the sexy move of putting a severed hand on her chest, which he what got from where? I don't know. Uh, and then he grabs her face. When she realises there's a hand on it, and I, and I guess he kills her off screen because you don't see any murders in this film. No, there's really not. There's it's, like one. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, and that's it. So now, sorority, uh, dickhead's girlfriend's dead. Yep. Uh, so David Copperfield, uh, he's having a bit of a surveillance of the party. Jamie Lee walks back in, and he's just like, oh yeah. He has a moment to himself before he, cracks, he... He walks up and cracks onto her. He does. Like, he goes over, they exchange some sexy glances. And then he just hard disappears out of the shot. Yeah. Like, he, he just, like, she's talking to him, they're getting sexy. And then kind of the dickhead walks up to Jamie and she goes to talk to David Copperfield and he's just not there. And yeah, like, he just kind of fades in. He can go in and out. Like, oh, he can he be can anywhere he wants. Oh, he can go in and out all night long. Um, dickhead says to Jamie he wants to go... You know, he, he he knows that her boyfriend is cheating on her out the back yep. with one of those girls. But he says to her, why don't you go out the back and, you know, talk to your boyfriend knowing she's going to run into him. So he just likes people to be fucked over. Yeah, he's like... That's not even a prank. That's just being a fucking jerk. Yeah, he's so he, a dickhole. He just does, he's just jealous of everyone. Mm-hmm. But we cut to the boyfriend and the rando girl who He's is, trying not to cheat on no, her. No, he's just like, oh, no, I'm, I'm good here. You... No, no. Oh, you've got your tit. No, no. Yeah, she gets no. her jugs out. She gets her titties out, and he's just kind of looking in every direction but the titty direction. Um, so he's trying to be a good guy, but you know that he's there, and temptation is it's something that will happen eventually. Yeah, and he, he kind of bails out of that situation. He does. And then um, Dickhead um, and him are watching. Yeah, yeah so they, like the magic show. They catch up with each other, and, and Dickhead hates the magician for oh, some he's reason. So he is because he doesn't like where, anyone that can do pranks that he doesn't understand. He sees yeah, the magic as he's pranks. He's the smartest guy on this train. But, he but he's sitting there and he's like, boring and wind, wind. Yeah, he's about being the biggest he's child in the world. He's a petulant child. Yeah, so you know he's the magic's happening. Everyone's impressed, and you know, you know. 
he's just like being a fuckhead. I'm gonna be a fuckhead about he's like this party pooper. And now the conductor finds now the uh, the sorority girl's corpse. And he's like, my god! <laughs> like every time he finds the body. <laughs> um, well, I like the way he finds the body because he goes back to the scene of the no longer crime, and then a shoe just sort of is on the ground, and he picks it up he goes, and he's shoe, like, hang I'm, on, yeah, shoe, shoe, woman. But- Death. Corpse. <laughs> so he opens it up and we find her with her throat slashed and there's blood all over her face. And, and then uh, Jamie comes in, J- Jamie Lee, and he's like, the conductor is so basically just, well, he, like, you don't want to look at that? He yeah, goes, oh, like, no, have a look. He goes, no. just shows her her friend's corpse. So Jamie's like, oh, my God, my friend is dead. She was my best friend. Yeah. Meanwhile, um, Jamie's boyfriend dies. It's stupid. So as I, we said earlier that, you know, the uh, Jamie's boyfriend and the dickhead were sitting watching the magician giving them shit. Yep. And then in the next scene, he's just dead? Yeah. Did you see what happened to him? I didn't. Yeah, I don't but think it showed it. That's magic. Because I was just sitting watching the, ma- like the magic show and then all of a sudden the dickhead goes to talk to him and he's dead. Yeah, that's the, the art of misdirection. And I'm like, what the fuck? What even <laughs> going on? Like, that doesn't even have any, like, there wasn't even any anything. Yeah. That we don't just... even know for the whole, how he died. Yeah. You just see that he's got some blood on him and he's dead. Okay. So the, the, the boy, the dickhead picks him up all like Stella style. Yeah. Runs him through the train going, he's dead. Did you notice that he had such a high pitched squeal as well? Yeah. Yeah. It was a very feminine squeal. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but yeah. yes. So, yeah. So the dickhead basically brings the body of Jamie Lee's boyfriend to the same part where she's upset because she's with the corpse of the other one and he the boyfriend is uh, the dickhead is really upset that uh, the boyfriend is dead yeah he's like he's in love with him and i think still think they were quite possibly but no one else in the train like he's screaming for help like this whole time he's screaming for help he's he's carrying him through the train and no one is doing anything because they're like yeah good prank Good oh, prank. Oh, this is like the boy who cried wolf. Uh, that's exactly right. And I, now Jamie drops the bomb to the dickhead. Whilst he's mourning his friend's dead, she just drops the bomb that his girlfriend's dead as well. <laughs> just so insincere. It's like, where's my girlfriend? Oh, she dead. She dead. She dead. And so he goes like, what the fuck? And he pulls the emergency brake, oh, which yep. is the most... Like, slowest emergency break I've ever seen in your life. Well, nothing happens because in order for... Because that's not the emergency... Like, the break, that line pulls to a notification in the front that, oh, shit, the brake man needs to now pull the brake. So it's kind of one of those... He's meant to just sit by the brake the whole time. Oh, the brakeman. I did like that when Jamie Lee was in terror, like, oh, asking the conductors, like, what happened? He's like, oh, some kid messed up on dope and alcohol. <laughs> dope and alcohol. Yeah, that's great. Anyway, everyone gets thrown around for a while and the train stops. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. you know. everyone, Everybody is now off the train, in the cold, feeling it. And the conductor, he's he's out the front and, you know, he's he's trying to... Like, Calm everyone down. Yeah, like he's there's trying to a work situation out what's going on the train. On. Like you know, we've just got to we've got to search the train. But then the the conductor finds a bloody hat, which we can only assume must be the coal diggers. Yeah, so I forget. I guess they're dead. I forgot to mention that 
the brakes never came on. So the train never stopped. So he goes to the front of the train to stop, to stop the train. And they're just not where there. Where he finds the bloodied hat because there's no one around. Like, but there was, the two, there was two train, like, there was two coal diggers mm-hmm. and they're just not, there's just one bloody hat. Yeah. So we're just led to believe that they're dead. Yeah. That's exactly what we're led to believe. So everyone's outside now. Now In we the have cold. It's like we can walk. No, it's too cold. You'll freeze to death. You're all doctors. You should know that. And now we have two new characters that are introduced, which I mentioned earlier, just come out of nowhere. The two barmen. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And they're and they're like and they're for some reason the two barmen are, you know, they're jobbed with. Go in and search for the killer. Yeah, so we take get these... some axes, search every carriage individually, and just you know we'll we'll find them. That's fine. Uh, meanwhile, the conductors outside will be like, everybody, take off your masks. We need to see who you are. Buddy up. We need the buddy system, and yep. we're gonna roll call, see who's on the train, see who's here and not here. Um, anyway, Jamie and the dickhead start talking to each other, and um, they basically just work out the whole plot in a couple of sentences. They're like, hang on, train. Stopped. Murder. Magic. No, no, it, it's basically that she goes like, he goes, are you still on about that prank? And she goes, I went to see him afterwards. Yep. He goes, and then he had killed somebody in the hospital after we pranked him. And then the <laughs> dickhead thing says, oh my God, it must be him doing it then. <laughs> like, uh, So they've worked out that it's Kenny yep. from the start. Yeah. Kenny the killer. Killer Kenny. <laughs> So they jump back on the train. And they're like, let's Scooby-Doo this shit and work, find him ourselves. We'll do this Instead ourselves. Instead of telling the conductor, it's Kenny blah, blah, blah. Yeah, this is the exact description of him. Actually, we've got a yearbook here. Here's his picture. Yeah, they have a yearbook. You're looking for him. So they're on the train. The conductor, he gives his speech outside. They're notified that the, the train is clear. And it's like everybody is back on the train. No, no, no. We're for... all in one cart. Yeah, yeah. So they, uh, carriage. Whatever. Uh, but the dickhead goes in with Jamie Lee and they he locks them into a sleeping quarters together because he's like, yep. he, he's gone crazy. He's like, my girlfriend's dead. My my, my, lo- my boyfriend lover's dead. <laughs> I got to I gotta like keep it safe. It's every man for himself. He goes into full selfish mode and locks them yep. in the cabin and like that, that's happening. Yeah. That's so strange. He's like, it's every man for himself, but she goes to leave the carriage and he kind of just locks her out. Yeah, it's every man for himself. Yeah, every man for himself locks her out, and she is now chased down the the carriage hallway by uh, what turns well, out first, to be the first. First, though, that she runs it. Uh, he picks up a mag a ran the dickhead picks up a random magazine, opens to it, and it's got like Kenny the magician. Yeah, it's like oh, I didn't know he was into magic. Oh, Kenny, wait, there's a magician on board. Yeah, like, so they're like, uh-oh, David Copperfield is Kenny. Oh, what did he do? Have crazy plastic surgery? Doesn't matter. It's magic. Anyhow, so they've worked out that the magician now is Kenny. Yeah. Um, from picking up a random book, opening a random page, and it has Kenny's name just written in massive letters, and it says, a magician. <laughs> Kenny, magician. On your train, killing Inqu- people. <laughs> Inquire within. <laughs> Um, Jamie Bale's back outside. Yep, and Doc is left paranoid and alone in a room filled with little closets. So <laughs> he starts one by one opening up the closets. Nothing's there. He's safe. It's fine. So he's, he yeah. like he gets something and he's like hitting it up on the very top shelves of Did everything. Did you notice at this point in the film, it's the shot started to get real dark. Yeah. Like so, that's 
because I was watching this with my mum. Yeah. She's just like, I can't see what's happening in this film at all. And I'm like, it's true. Yeah. So many of the shots from this point in the film are so dark, you can never see what's happening. So you've got Dickhead searching his own little cabin, which is like tiny. Yeah. But it's like he just seems to find more and more hiding spots. But there's so many freaking little closets in and there. And so dark yeah. that you don't know what's, what he's even doing, like some of the like, shots. No. And then it cuts to a light shot, back to a dark shot. So you're like, there's clearly they just fucked up. It's not like my yeah, TV. very much so. And he's sitting, he's finally sat on his seat and he's looking across the room at a seat at the other end of the carriage. And he's there and he's just having a chuckle to himself and he's adamant something is under there. As he gets up to go and walk over there, a hand from the seat that he's sitting grabs him, trips him up, and he just starts screaming and heading, yeah, heading to the door, but well, obviously can't unlock the door. I didn't know he's... what was going on at this point. No. All I knew that he was overacting like a motherfucker. He was just like <laughs> so overacting. Yep. Um, yeah, he runs. He, but this is like this is like a, a massive problem. So, you know, he's been. L- diligently looking for someone, right? Yes. Someone grabs his foot. Mm-hmm. He runs away. Yes. And then doesn't look back to see who grabbed his foot. Yeah. He just keeps running forward, gets to the lock of his room, can't unlock it, still doesn't look behind him, starts going, oh, my God, oh, my God, I can't get through the lock, still doesn't look behind him. I'm like, you look behind you mm-hmm. if you think there's someone behind you. He collapses to the ground, disheveled, beaten, still not looking behind him. <laughs> a hand touches his shoulder, still doesn't look behind him. Yeah. He looks at the hand and there's a, a ring on it and he goes, oh, it's it's my girlfriend. What's her name? Mitzi. Mitzi. But doesn't look up at her, just goes, oh, thank God, it's just my girlfriend's hand. <laughs> While still looking forward and, go, and just goes... Oh, it must just be a prank. Yeah. Still doesn't look at the... And then someone cuts his throat. <laughs> and I'm like, well... Acting. 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 Well, this is fucking ri- ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. And I love it. I didn't love it. We cut to David and his assistant. Um, for some reason, so the assistant comes back into the room talking about Everyone is off in another car, carried, whatever, um, having coffees and stuff. Uh, but David is a little bit more concerned and he's sort of like packing up his stuff, like loading everything into the trunk. And the assistant picks up a sword and is like, oh, th- this is this is the sword. Like this is where... Now he's just running like, a sword in and out of, you know, the thing that you... Like where you put someone in and run a sword through like yeah. as a trick. He's just going in and out like sexy style yeah. like, and looking at her while doing it, like yeah. making eye contact with her and fucking a box with a sword. Oh, God. <laughs> it's so weird. Um, I don't actually remember what what actually happens for the rest of this scene that the assistant's there talking no, about no a reason. sword. It's, it's kind of irrelevant. It's fine because Jamie Lee, she... No, she... Then we go to Jamie Lee and the new like, member of the gang, Prez. Prez, yes. So Prez is a character that's kind of been in it the whole film, but he hasn't had any role. He's just a kind of overweight guy and he's dressed as one of the presidents, but he is the president of their fraternity. Mm. Um, but that's all you need to know. He's just called Prez. He's dressed as a, oh, what what American, pre- one of those Stars and Stripes guys. Yeah. Um, yeah, so now he is involved in the film all of a sudden. Yeah, which is so strange. Um, but we, so Jamie Lee finds, she finds the conductor to tell 
that it's the magician. It's the magician. Ah, so and they, he's like, magician? Oh, there's a magician. Oh, that guy. Other guy's watching, yeah, yeah. the magician. So, the, one, the one that hired the whole caboose. <laughs> so they run off to Doc's room. Um, to, the dickhead. To try the, yeah, the dickhead's room. Um, and it's like, it's, it's another bloodbath. And he's like, no, don't come in, don't come in. Um, he's in, he's looking around. Um, where's the body? Like, there's there's lots of blood here. Where's the body? And the body falls out of the overhead compartment. Yeah. And then the head falls out. And the head is the worst looking, oh, like, mannequin head I've ever seen. It looked like something I would have made in third grade. Yeah. So now they're like, uh-oh. Now, well, the, well now the, the guy that had so much character development and so much to do with the film is now dead. Yeah. Which leaves one down. So there's one to go. Yeah. One to go from the original prank. So I didn't realize this, uh, and I just thought, why does, yeah, what's going on? Yep. So they, the conductor starts clearing everyone out of this. The caboose. The caboose. Um, <laughs> you know, and the assistant comes out and asks, like, well, what's happening? And so the conductor leads her into the carriage with all the other kids, and he locks David, leaving David behind and bolting and like chaining. David slash Kenny slash, slash who the fuck sex machine slash you know. Black hole eyebrows. So, oh, black hole eyebrows. Uh, so, Jamie is kept safe in another carriage uh, with an armed guard outside. Yeah, I was like, so they put Jamie Lee in her own carriage, but no one else gets one? No, so everyone else is left in one big carriage. There's They've nothing to say that there. the killer is only killing the original people from the prank. Yeah. They're like, so, I'd might, so, they give her one. And the, the guy comes in, so one of the barmen you know, leads her in. And goes like, it's a. It goes. This is no one uses this. No one's used this one in years. It's dusty, but it's clean. And I went. That doesn't That's, make sense. That no, comment. It's no. dust. It dust is the it, you know the exact meaning of not being clean. Yeah, dust is not clean, my friend. <laughs> it's dusty, but it's clean. <laughs> and I'm like, what? It'll do. Uh, so he leaves her. She's in the carriage by herself. Um, and I kind of like this because she gets up off the seat. She goes to the closet. And she grabs a coat hanger out to, for protection. For an abortion. Which. Because <laughs> she's pregnant with Kenny's well, baby. With Kenny's baby. Because he was nearer. And we all know oh, magicians that Kenny wasn't that wearing one of those beanies. <laughs> so he has clearly had sex. <laughs> Anyhow. Uh, so, yeah, she, which is a nice little callback to Halloween. And I liked that, you know. Um, but we back at the carriage where everyone else is, all the plebs are, there's a mutiny. A mutiny afoot because the conductor is trying to talk them down. They're like, we want off this cart. You can't stop us. And he's just like, now you listen they, here, they, you So, yeah, they all know that he's the magician is a killer and they want to go in and get fucking mob justice. Yeah. Banner. Oh, there ain't no justice like mob justice. Oh, no. Yeah, he turned into a Simpsons mob. Yeah, right. The flaming. And then we got this other character that comes in and he's like, kind of been in it but not. Like He's like, he's like the next dickhead in line. Mm-hmm. He's like new dickhead. Yep. He's like dickhead 2.0 and he comes up and he wants to go in and murder the guy and the, you know, the conductor gives him the axe. goes, fine, you go in there and murder them and then gives him a fucking monologue speech and which talks him down. It basically. does. And he kind of, he's just like, oh, okay, I know I've done wrong. I've got to go and uh, rethink my life choices. And then we cut to like, cut to a shot of the barman mm-hmm. who was watching um, Outside Jamie, Jamie Lee's Lee. thing and he's just got a sword in him. Yeah, he did. 
He did. Like, there's no explanation. That's right. No shot of him going. So, like, clearly David Copperfield's not locked in the cupboard mm-hmm. or the, the caboose. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's, he's another dead. another thing that could have done with a good, cool, like, scene of, like, killing him or whatever. But no, nah, he's dead. Nope, that's fine. Uh, but now the killer has an axe because it picks up the axe that the was by the... Yeah, and now the killer is in the room because Jamie Lee has gone to sleep in the corner of the caboose, gets, gets some shut eye. She's all snugged up under some blankies. You know, under blankie. And the killer, Kenny... You know, fucking slams the axe into it. And, oh. oh, trick. It's a blow-up doll. Prank. Prank. <laughs> Jamie Lee has replaced her body knowing he was going to come in there. Yep. Even yep. though she, she had was, a hunch. She had a this hunch. This isn't her first this is a whole, it's she was, she, This movie should be called Hunch Train because <laughs> everyone has a hunch constantly of what's going to happen. Well, you can't prank a prankster. Oh, uh, shit. So she jumps out from behind something and kind of like stabs them. With, with a sword? With well, she, Doesn't she stab them with the coat hanger? No, it's a sword. It's a sword. Because I wrote in my notes, where the fuck did she get a sword from? Did she pull it out the corpse of the guy out the front? Maybe she did. Maybe she did. But now the chase is on and we get some classic 80s scream queen action as she's chased uh, through the hallways of the train um, in, oh, no, no, no. down wait, wait, to no. the front. First, she stabs him in the back and then just runs out of the room screaming before checking if he's dead. Yes. He could just be dead. Yes. She did stab a sword through his back. Yes. Which you don't shrug off in a hurry. No, no. But, but he's not. No. He uh, chases her around. So, yeah. So she she runs to the front of the train and oh, there doesn't seem to be anywhere to go. So she kind of just stands there and lets the killer attack and strangle her. They're on the ground. They're having a bit of a tussle. Um, she bites him. She yeah. She, she fucking grabs his. She bites like the the webbing in between his thumb and his pointer finger, which we all know is every killer's Achilles tendon. It's, yeah, it's a, literally the Achilles tendon of a hand. <laughs> So she uh, she kind of like fly kicks uh, <laughs> kicks him off, which is great because it was like a lot. Like she got some leg strength if she was able to do that. Yeah, she kicks him off and then locks herself into a wire room, a room within the room. It's, it's like essentially a cage. A cage. It's like a, a storage cage. Uh, yeah, I'd say that's where they put all the... We actually have one at the back of our work, that cage. Yes, and, you do. Yeah. Yeah. Storage cage. She so locks herself in there. She locks herself in there. The killer goes and finds like a giant metal crowbar. Like a, It's fucking huge. He starts needlessly breaking globes yeah. when he could have just stabbed her with yes. this fucking... Like, no, it's, it's a, a star dropper or something with like... something. Yeah, like a fucking... Yeah, like a crowbar, but like the real meaning of crowbar, like a fucking... Yeah, it's like a star dropper thingy, massive motherfucker thing that you don't have on a train. Yeah, no, you wouldn't have it on a train. And also it would be quite hard to navigate that quite properly through holes in cages. So he starts to set the mood up by just Mm. smashing all the lights outside of the the storage cage. Yeah. Storage cage has its own light. Yeah. But now all she can see is darkness outside. And he starts, you know, ramming the hole through at random places, even though he can see her. Yes. That's fine because uh, she picks up one of those uh, a paper spike, a paper spike where you spike all your receipts, and, and she, uh, fucking, she just jams it. She fucking jams it into his cheek, and this is great. This is the best moment in the whole film. I thought I was like, really disappointed I was, that it wasn't the eye. Oh, uh, I know. I like the side of the head yeah, stabbing. Like it worked, but yeah. went through his like into his mouth. Um, well, we can't see that though because he's wearing a mask. That's right. But she which makes, mask is he wearing now? So she. It, 
the killer it's is just an old lady. It's just an old man mask. Yeah, so the killer's wearing Mitzi's mask. Yeah, so we forgot to mention that the whole time. He's in a mask. So he's in that's mask. what this film had going for. Oh, no, I'm going to get to that in the end, actually. <laughs> so like she makes stab, another she break. She stabs him it. up. Yep, she makes tape. Uh, Makes another break for it, and there is another chase, another tussle. Um, and they're going between the carriages now, so they're yep. outside. And in the darkest shots I've ever seen in my life, I had no idea. And I wrote in here, Jamie kicks him off the train. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> it was really dark. Yeah. <laughs> like, you can't really see what happens. Yep, so the killer has potentially fallen between the train carriages. Um, and, and it's all over. It's all over. The, the, the conductor rescues and, her. And Prez. And, and Prez. And they, they clear the way. And then uh, Jamie. But don't worry. The killer isn't quite dead because we get this very quick shot of the killer holding on for dear life. Yeah, on the side of the train. That's great. <laughs> and then Jamie's just like, oh, fuck, finally I get to have some sleep. Because she's just all she wants to do is sleep. Yeah, well, I So would. she falls asleep. Then one of the, the hussies from earlier mm-hmm. is really nice to her all she's of a sudden. She's looking after her for some reason. But is she, though? Because she's then, just kind of like, but we should go over there because that's where the party is. But then is. we get this shot of the killer outside the window behind her. She can't see. And it reminded me of that shot yeah. from the Jamie Lee Curtis film, A Fish Called Wanda, where Otto's on the outside of the aeroplane. Yeah. Well, this whole film. <laughs> This whole film just reminds me of that like final sequence in Trading Places where it is New Year's Eve and they're all on a fucking train. And it's Jamie Lee Curtis. And it's Jamie Lee Curtis. Weird, isn't it? And Dan Aykroyd. Can they just... Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? This well, film is weird. It's three years later. So this was first. So Trading Places even... was three so years later. So they copied it. P- quite possibly. Anyhow. Homage. Uh, so we get this shot of just like... Killer Kenny in the mask still. Hasn't but bothered. upside down. So climbing down the, the train. train. like in the window, like outside. <laughs> she doesn't notice because she's asleep. Yeah, she's asleep. And, and then, the, the rando girl had left. And then she got like, you know, the uh, someone comes in and says, a press goes, come down and hang out with the gang. And she goes, okay, I'll go hang out with the gang. Then in the next shot, she's suddenly in the caboose by herself. And I went, yes. wasn't she going to hang out with the gang? Yeah, So because he comes and gets her and he's like, it's time to wake up now. And she's like, okay, I've only had some, a bunch of trauma. Come down and hang out with everyone. But yeah, then she's all of a sudden on... In the magic caboose by herself. On Why? the outside watching the train go, which would have been quite frisky. So she goes in and starts looking through all the magician's shit mm-hmm. and twist... She finds the magician dead in the sword box. <gasps> what? So that, so it wasn't David Copperfield uh, as Kenny. Who? What the fuck? Who could it be now? <laughs> Anyhow, Jamie's like, uh oh, fuck! I gotta go. You I gotta know. go now. I'm in the caboose. I gotta go to the front of the train. Yeah, she goes. <laughs> she has to go tell the conductors because the conductors are only ever at the front of the train. So she runs through the whole fucking train. Finds uh, there's a conduct the, the subconductor the brakeman yes the brakeman yep he, he's sitting there uh, and he's on his at his brake table because yep. he just sits around and waits to break shit he's break stuff he's gone break stuff yeah he's <laughs> given he's given him a bath he smashes it yeah that's he's exactly not afraid right. um and she like you know sits down and goes oh my god the conductor um she says it wasn't you know she starts to say the it thing, wasn't the magician or whatever the conductor you know nicely grabs her hands and then looks and then grabs him hard and trick the conductor. Is the killer. Well, this he's dressed as the, the brakeman. It's the killer. 
Um, and he's in another mask now, which hasn't featured in the film yet. No, I, I like this mask because it reminds me of the mask from like Alice Sweet Alice. So it's just that very Those clear face it's mask. It's that clear face mask, which it's is a, is really creepy. Yeah, they, they, so they're just a, a mask, which is a face, but they're made of clear plastic. But it's. It's kind of like got a fog on it, so you yeah. can't see. Yeah, they're weird, those masks. They eh? are when people put them weird. on, you're like, ugh. Yeah, so this is this is kind of cool. This is really creepy. And then, of course, he removes his mask to reveal the assistant. See, I didn't see it as the assistant. I just thought it was Kenny. Well, yeah, because it's we get the double reveal where it reveals the mask to the assistant who, reveal, who removes goes, her wig and teeth to reveal Kenny. And am I... And then it gives us a quick flashback to every point in the film. And that's why that character looked so munted in those shots, because it was just that, that actor. Dude in drag. In drag. And I was like, oh, wow, that, uh, yeah. But they <laughs> used another actress for the close-up shots of, yeah. the, of, the, of the assistant. So I'm like, that doesn't fly. No. Because if you're using another. Oh, you think that this movie flies? <laughs> no. No. This is a fucking train wreck. <laughs> So she starts. She's like, she starts saying, you know, her sorries, and you know, he isn't. He's like kind of all all he's doing. He's just grabbing both her hands, and they're both sitting at a little table across from each other, and he's just holding her down with his fucking nerd strength, with his power rage. Oh, he got nerd strength with his prank rage. (laughs) But he's got a cool voice at this point. He's it's really low, and he's like. I'm you. Uh, are you guys like you're all fuckheads <laughs> or whatever? Thanksgiving, yes, Thanksgiving. very much Thanksgiving. so. Um, and he's just like, kiss me. No, yeah, he starts reacting what she said to him at the start yeah. when she was hiding behind the bed, going, "Kiss me, Kenny," or whatever she was saying, and she's just like, uh, uh, "Okay." Um, the best thing to do in a situation, I've learned <laughs> that if you're ever held by a psychotic who's had a trauma, is to recreate the trauma. And therefore, that might work out because she thinks that. So she decides to kiss him. Yeah. So he kisses her and then he has a fucking Nam flashback to the start of the film. (laughs) He really does. And he basically gets up and and he starts. And it just so happens there is a sheet hanging from this cabin, which uh, this carriage. Now I'm fucking saying the wrong names. That he can also have a, you know, schizophrenic embolism spin around and get caught in. Yep. Yep, so he starts spinning out Having of control a again. Flashback. That's fine. And then the conductor. The conductor just rocks out of nowhere with a in. fucking axe. Isn't no, it? A axe shovel. Is a shovel. A shovel. It could be a shovel because it could be a coal shovel. Yeah, yeah. But he yeah. just rocks in. No explanation. Sees a dude just spinning around yelling and just slugs him with a fucking shovel. <laughs> it's a fucking shovel to the face. And now I must have blinked and missed because how, how the fuck? Because he flies out of that train. Yeah, there's a he window. He kind of so he, he, he smashes through the window. He smashes. He smashes Kenny with a shovel. He hits him out of the window, and just conveniently, they're going over a bridge. Of course, and we see the mannequin version of Kenny, <laughs> which is I'm always a fucking fan of. I love if you ever show if you ever have an opportunity where someone falls off a building and you don't throw a mannequin off. Yeah, you fucking blowing it, and you should yeah. be fired from the film guild. I agree. So we see this mannequin falling off this gigantic bridge, uh, snowy bridge, and there's, and there's. It shows a lake, which is what I thought was just funny. It shows this frosty lake at the bottom, yep. and the dummy just thunks next to the lake, <laughs> like on the <laughs> on gr- the one little bit of ice sheet that's on the lake, yeah, before kind of just like rolling into, into the, river. the river and roll. And then we out. get this like we get this kind of relaxing shot of seeing the corpse <laughs> float down the river for about six or seven shots, yeah, of like, and then just bang, hard cut to credits. I'm like, what happened? <laughs> <laughs> Is it over? Like, there's no, like, you did it. Or, 
thanks, Prez. Yeah. Like, what did Prez? Where, Nothing. The hero. No, no conductor holding a traumatised Jamie Lee. No. It's over no now. No, the train rocking up to his, you know, destination. No. And them all getting off and explaining why there's seven corpses on the train. Nothing. Oh, yeah. And but what, who did it? A guy. What happened to him? I, I murdered him. <laughs> And threw him off a bridge. <laughs> okay, cool. Case solved. Wipe our hands of that Done. one, Scotland Yard. We don't yeah. need Sherlock. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what oh. you, that's the end. That and is the end. Dan, what are your final thoughts? So this film did nothing new. <laughs> this no. film brought nothing to the table. No. Um, they're boring off-screen kills. Yep. Um, you know, so many of the shots were way too dark. Like. Yep. I was just like, the last half of the film, like, all the bits that mattered, they were trying to create tension by making it so you couldn't see what was going on, but you just couldn't see what was going on. Yeah. Like, you're just like, Ugh. The people never looked in the right direction either. And it was just to push the story along. It was just bad acting. Like, that one that we mentioned it happening a lot, it happened in a whole bunch of other scenes that I didn't put in there. I didn't even started noticing at that point that, yep. like, characters just won't look in the direction because if they look in a certain direction, it's just going to give away the whole story. Yeah. So no one, like, went, oh, why is my friend just not talking to me? You know, that talks all the time. Yeah. Why is this thing? Why? Well, let's go to this place together, even though we've never hung out together and we'll go and do this. You know, people just did things out of character to push the story along, which I just think is just bad writing. Yeah. Um. Yeah, the, and then, then it seemed like I've written in my notes, the only person's life that seemed to matter was Jamie Lee's. Everyone yeah. else was just like, they didn't give anyone else a cabin. They didn't know that he was just killing the original pranksters. Yeah. Because, like, everyone was in on it in that that, that party yeah. kind of thing. Like Everyone was there. You're part of it. Yeah, like, and it had, you know, it had, a, it had like, a twist mm. that was, like, just acceptable. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Just. Like, like just. even M. Light Shyamalan would have gone, like, <laughs> uh, is that really a twist? That's the twist, but I could have done it better. But uh, I don't know, man. Like, it just, it just seemed like a fucking waste of my time. Thanks, Jen. <laughs> Well, look, look, I there's not a lot of kills in this film. You know, I understand that this, like I said at the very beginning of this episode, this is 1980, so we are now in slasher territory. We should we also are, write, weren't you, none of us had seen this film. No. no so this, we didn't know what we were in This for. film was on my watch list for a while. I think I actually picked up the DVD for like $5 in a bargain bin once. And I don't know, it's in storage now. Um but, yeah, like, so this is peak 80s slasher. So this is the time where, you know, we've got the final girl uh, trope happening. So they're just pushed. They're just churning this fucking shit out. And this is a Canadian production. So Jamie Lee went over for, like, a couple of weeks, did that. I think she also did Prom Night simultaneously at the same time as well. But, you know, for knowing that, it, it is fine for what it is, but it's a hot mess garbage of a film and, <laughs> like, I'll probably watch it again with other people, but also I probably won't. So uh, what did you give it? I gave it a cashier. It was a low-budget fucking hot mess of a fucking <laughs> shit film. Yeah, that, like, I get that. I've, uh, I will agree with you on that, but I gave it a W. I've just gone, whatever. Yeah, I mean, I thought about the W, but, like, it just had... Like, when I created the Kesha rating, this is exactly what I wanted to feel like. Those low budget, just hot mess. Like, it doesn't make sense. People aren't looking the right way. Acting doesn't make sense. Like, it's a hot fucking mess of an an idiocy. I mean, was it low budget? What was your... It was like 3.5 million. So, technically, that's not really low low budget because... It's just a hot mess then. 
Yeah, they were just, you <laughs> know, chucking money at horror films in the 80s because they found a new new niche. Yeah, new niche. So, next week, I have chosen One-Eyed Monster. What the fuck is that? That's the one that one of our uh, supporters uh, told us about, the one where Ron Jeremy's dick attacks everyone. Oh! <laughs> yes. Yeah, and then when I, like, yeah, so... Okay, One-Eyed Monster. One-Eyed Monster. Now, uh, I don't even know if we're going to be able to find this film. Okay. Like, but I saw the trailer. I posted up. I saw one kill in that that made me piss myself laughing. So I hope there is a whole bunch of just creative dick kills in this. Okay. Okay. So One-Eyed Monster, Ron Jeremy, lots of dicks. I've got to go do something gay right now so I can prepare for it. Too many dicks. Wait, i got to work out what... Year is it? Two thousand and eight. Oh my god! So we're talking old Ron Jeremy as well. Oh yeah, yeah. I don't think he's in it much. Just w- his dick. We've got who? Are, do you know any of these people? Veronica Hart, Amber Benson. I know Amber Benson. She's in Buffy. Yeah. Jeff Denton, Charles Napier. Napier. Oh, so there's so there's some actual actors in this. So it might be good. It probably will not be, but I'm okay with it. We'll All see. hell breaks loose during the filming of a porno film in a remote northern Carol. Uh, North Carolina? Carolina location. Oh, dear. I've never even... We'd never... This has a real low rating, this film. <laughs> I may have doomed us. You know I love a low rating, though. I love a low IMDb rating. Anything where the I main character is a penis, I will watch. <laughs> I love it. Awesome. Looking forward to it. Uh, thank you, guys. You have been listening to Terrorvision Horror Podcast with Dan and Jennifer. We are available on all major podcasting services and also on the YouTube. But no matter where you choose to consume us, please make sure to hit the like button, subscribe, leave a comment or review, and make sure you share with all your friends. You can interact with us over on Facebook and Instagram at Terrorvision Pod. It'll keep you up to date with upcoming episodes, trivia, and, of course, memes that are probably three years old by now. And uh, if you need to reach us in any other way, we have a Gmail, terrorvisionpod at gmail.com. Um, so, yeah. And until next week, may all your dreams be nightmares with a severed wing.